Coming up in this episode, we're going to be answering some listener questions, people that have emailed us and wanted to know our thoughts on particular subjects. Also, our ride of the week, the world-famous pig trail. So stick around. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, any random thoughts that pop into our head, and of course, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, riding the long, lonesome highway or back roads aren't always the smoothest. Hitting the occasional pothole or rut can take its toll on your ride. Whether it has two wheels or four, keep Heartland Honda in Springdale in mind. They can service and repair your on-road or off-road vehicle. And when it's time for something new or pre-owned, Heartland Honda in Springdale can fix you up. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard. Play hard. You meet the nicest people at Heartland Honda. I can remember. Dad used to give us kids rides on his motorcycle all the time. He and Mom would go on bike trips together, too. They loved riding in the mountains. Not long ago, the worst happened. They're both still recovering. Thank goodness for Schmidt Law Firm. Motorcycle accidents happen. Schmidt Law Firm will prove negligence and help you get full recovery. Find them online at KansasCityLawyers.com. Put Schmidt Law Firm on your side of the table because motorcycle accidents do happen. Heading out on the open road is the perfect way to spend a beautiful day. Located deep in the heart of the Ozarks, Pulaski County, Missouri doesn't disappoint with its breathtaking scenic views. Some of the pit stops you need to check out as you make your way through the countryside include tributes to veterans and active armed forces members at Fort Leonard Wood, the John B. Mahaffey Museum Complex, Memorial Grove, Freedom Rock, and many more. Historic sites like the 1903 Courthouse Museum, the Old Stagecoach Stop, and the Rubido Spring Cherokee Campsite. The Bow and Barrel Sportsman Center, featuring an indoor gun and archery range. The Uranus Entertainment Complex, a truly out-of-the-world experience full of quirky finds and home to the most delicious fudge along the Mother Road. And some popular food and drink stops, including Home Plate Grill, 28 Shots Bar and Grill, Sweetwater Barbecue, The Tap on Route 66, Hopper's Pub, The Burger Stand, Piney River Tap Room, Route 66 Taco and Wings, and Sweet Peas Barbecue. Find more great places and plan out your ride at visitpulaskicounty.org. Well, welcome back to another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, is my highly esteemed colleague and fresh as a daisy, Randy Lewis <laughs> yeah. from Bike Works in Urbana, Missouri. What's up, Billy Bob? Nothing. You got your beer? You are ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. First, I want to talk about the pig trail. Uh, it's our ride of the week. It is world famous. A lot of people like mm -hmm. it. I like it. Not going to diss it here on this podcast because, you know, there's nothing to diss. It's a great ride. <laughs> it is a good ride. I want to get this out of the way right out of the bat. It's not the best ride in Arkansas. 
but it is a good ride. It is. There's a reason why it's so world-renowned. And yeah. People come from all over the country and they ride it. Exactly. Well, the Pig Trail, basically, if you're on Arkansas 16, uh, between Combs and St. Paul, you'll catch Arkansas Highway 23. I say highway. It's a two-lane paved road. Yeah. So it's not much high about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good road and it takes you all the way down to uh, Interstate 40. This ride is pretty famous, I think, because it's just the right amount of twisties. It's just the right amount of scenic byway, a lot of, um, what do you want to call it, canopy roads. Yeah. There are a lot of places you can pull over and overlook some pretty good vistas, a couple of neat places to stop and get us something to drink or whatever. And uh, it's it's just an overall good ride and good roads. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's something that... If you're a beginner, you can you can ride this ride. Right. It's not so technical that you yeah. can't. If you're super advanced, you get a couple of spots where you get to push it a little bit. Yeah, have fun with it. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those rides that it's a like a one-size-fits-all glove. You do like your one-size-fits-all. Yeah. I know you do. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's at OzarkRides.com. It's one of the top rides, the Pig Trail. Uh, I think you'll like it a lot if you're coming to the area. And also, don't forget, there are other rides out there. Some of them are better. Some are not. So keep that in mind. I guess it's all about perspective on that. It really is. To say it's better or worse or good It or is bad. perspective, but I will say that there are some better rides. Yeah. Okay, we've got an interesting podcast for you today, one we have not done before. Just occasionally, I get uh, emails from listeners asking questions. But I thought this week I would take five of them okay. from various areas and subject matters and see what Mr. Lewis thought about them, and I might throw in an idea or oh, two. Oh, man. All right. Shall we go? Let it rip, Tater Chip. I'm not going to give last names or anything. This is from James from Harrison, Arkansas. Okay. He wants to know how we feel about people riding with cuts. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, a cut is a vest, and they got all these patches and stuff on them. Yeah. Now, I want to say something right out of the gate. The idea of having a cut, there is a purpose for it amongst bike clubs. Mm-hmm. So that is excluding, my thoughts on this is excluding bike clubs, because there is a purpose for it. Each patch means something. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, kind of like uh, things that you've earned. So we're not talking about that. What we're going to talk about is just John Q. Citizen, no club member, nothing like that, riding around with a, a vest and all of these patches on. Yeah. Take it away, Nancy. <laughs> What's absolutely funny about that is, is that I cannot stand it. The There's been very few times where I've ever wore a leather vest, and the only time that I had is it was honestly underneath of another layer and it was just freezing ass cold out. And it's just something. There's insulation. That, yeah, something that someone had bought me. Said, here, you're a motorcycle guy. I'd like you to have this. And I'm like, sure. I'm not a motorcycle guy, though, because I'm not the guy that wears, you know, leather everything everywhere I go. So my take on it is, is, you know, who am I to tell you what you should or should not do or can or cannot do? Exactly. Well, and that's now, not what we're doing here. Guy wanted to know what our personal opinion. Yeah, so my personal opinion on the guy that shows up to everything in some cheap ass leather vest with a bunch of dumb ass patches sewn on. It's always the twenty dollar vest too. Yeah, they didn't yeah. even invest in a good one. Yeah, I tend to walk the other way because it's just 
in my mind, every experience I've ever had with that guy has been a waste. You know, he's talking about all the <clears throat> all the things he's ever done, how great he is. You know, everywhere he's been, there's no real conversation with, in, like I said, in my experience, there's never been a real conversation with a person like that because it's always so one-sided. It's always so, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I tend to believe that that's the reason why they get this vest. They put all these patches on it. Um, even, you know, you remember the show Sons of Anarchy? I do. How many of those freaking vests did you see pop up out on the street after that show? Lots. It was dumb, but I don't know. I'm just not a, a guy that really puts, tries to put on air or say, you know, dress the part. Like I'm not going to go out and cause I got myself a little Honda 250 rebel. I'm not going to go grow a beard, wear chaps, get skull rings and a chain wallet and wear leathers everywhere I go. Now you're known for wearing assless chaps. <laughs> Is there any other <laughs> on kind? Saturday night. Yeah. So that, I, that's kind of my agree take. with that. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody and I'm not trying to not offend them. I'm just thinking when you have one of these vests on and it's like, uh, you know, I did this or I did that. But maybe it's just my old age because full disclosure, when I was younger, I used to do that. And yeah. one day I remember riding and I was I thought, what am I doing? Because <laughs> the fact is, I don't give a damn what you think of me yeah. or if you know what I've done or haven't done. Mm-hmm. and I damn sure am not trying to impress anybody. And so I stopped doing that. Yeah. And I just, I don't understand it. I mean, I understand it, but at the same point, because I understand it, I don't understand it. Yeah. So <clears throat> here's going to be the Dr. Phil side of me right now. On the flip side, like we're sitting there saying how egregious we think it is or how silly or how stupid and labeling and chastising these people that do this but then on their side they're like fuck's the matter to you it makes me feel good that's true you know it makes me happy to go buy this i rode to sturgis and and we're not trying to say it's right or wrong yeah yeah do it by all means like i'm never gonna honestly like unless i know you personally and i'm just gonna be busting your balls like i'll never say anything about it right that's cool talk to you just like you're a normal human whatever floats your boat yeah, you know. But like I said, it comes back full circle. It ran, they asked what we thought for uh, ourselves. Yeah. Now, what you may feel about it, uh, you, the listener, that's your business, and I support whatever you want to do. It makes you happy. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the second question. And this one's going to be directed more towards you. This guy's name is Mark. He's from Denison, Iowa. What is the best model of Harley-Davidson that was ever made. Now, I know that's a subjective, Ooh. but the question was for you specifically, yeah. what you think. Well, I can tell you what most people think is the best model ever made, ever, and that's the, be like the 87 FXR. That's what a lot of people think is one of the best motorcycles ever made by Harley-Davidson. Now, you're factoring in looks, reliability, uh, resale, uh popularity what are you factoring on that is the way that it handled the way that it looked a little bit and just the popularity um you remember the show marlboro man i do that bike that he was on yeah that was an old fxr obviously altered but anyway you know that's what a lot of people you know for so many years have said that one of the best bikes that harley's ever made was that late 80s fxr me on the other hand i'm (laughs) 
I'm not that guy. Like I, I couldn't tell you what the absolute best is because today I might like a freaking Pan America, but tomorrow it's a Road Glide ST or something like that, or a, a Low Rider ST or some. You know, I'm just so different as far as what I like all the time. So I can tell you this though: for so many years, the most popular motorcycle <clears throat> was the Harley Heritage, the Heritage Softail. So I would say that's got to be up there on the, on the top of the list as Today, well. Today, right now. Right this second. Right now, somebody says to you, I'm going to buy you a Harley. You can have any one. Huh. I say today because your mood will change tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, a knucklehead chopper. Yeah. That's probably what I would buy. That'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah. Okay. Now I've got one that's still in your wheelhouse. And I'm going to just bastardize and rape this name. <laughs> This one is from Kalevi, Kalevi, K-A-L-E-I-V-I. And I honestly don't know if that's a male or a female. It's from Tampir, Finland. Dang. Across the pond. Across the pond. Is that Tampir, T-A-M-P-E-R-E? So forgive me, I've obviously, being from the Ozarks, I'm not up on my Finnish language. This guy just barely learned how to read about a year ago, so. Yeah, regular English, so, you know. Yeah. Don't hold it against me. Okay, he has a, is that I think is a 2012 FLD 103 Dyna Switchback. Yeah. He just got it. It's all stock. He wants to know financially. Yeah. If he can only afford to do one thing to improve its performance, what would you oh. do? So maybe I take it from his email that he wants to continually do things, but what would be the first thing that you could do to help that? Oh, man. To improve its performance. I don't know if he intends to hot rod it and yeah. over a period of time just... Shoot. <laughs> if you can only afford to do one thing, yeah, put a turbo on it. If you can afford to put a turbo on it, you cannot put a turbo on it and afford to do 10 things. <laughs> but put a turbo on it and now it makes... you Because know, you can't put just a turbo on it. You've got to go in and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, now you can put... It's not just throwing a turbo on it. Usually when you buy them, they come with a new, like a Thundermax CCM that's tuned and ready for ready to go for your bike. And then the turbo kit itself with all the hardware. And here in bracketry. the United States, what kind of money is that? About, is it more than the bike? <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> it's about eight grand. Okay. Well, I'm thinking maybe exhaust or a tuner. Yeah. Or- uh, in all reality, if it's bone stock and you're kind of working on a smaller budget it right out, out of the gate... I think I probably would go with, um, here's where I'm trying to be legit to the question. It says one thing. So I would call it a stage one. Basically, when you get a stage one done at Harley, it's air intake, exhaust, and a tune. Well, that's three things. That's three things, but it basically is one thing. Do yeah. a stage one kit. Yeah, I'd do a stage one where you get a high flow air intake, high flow exhaust, and then tune the ecm to where it runs right and you could if you get over a dyno tune i'm not for sure how it is over there in finland and i'm not for sure how strict they are on certain things like i know a lot of the stuff over there there's strict uh epa stuff so the exhaust might be one of those where it i'm not not for sure if that's something they could do yeah honestly um i freaking maybe one of the first things i do is yank off those quick detach saddlebags reduce a little drag okay (laughs) Okay, let's move on to the fourth question. 
Uh, this is for both of us. This is from Carly. I take it that's a young lady from Battle Creek, Michigan. Right on. God, it's cold in the winter up there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's a hard no for Dude, me. I, I spent a whole day on a power plant up there. Um, gosh, where was it? Oh, my, man, my memory escapes me. There's one up there right on the lake in Michigan. In the winter? At 160 foot in the air as well. Well, that really kind of sucked a lot, didn't it? It was probably the most miserable day I've ever had in my entire life. Well, I feel for the people that live there 24-7. Yeah, yeah, they're tougher than I am, I guess. She wants to know, when did you start writing? And there's a part two to this question. Well, I'll just give it to you now. What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink? Yeah, and that's just like your favorite bike. It depends on the day, doesn't it? A little bit. Um... Golly gee. Golly gee. Golly gee. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm toning it down, right? Okay, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> when did I start riding? Um, I started riding. It started out with a KX80 when I was, gosh, I had to have been six, seven. It was like maybe, 20 years ago. Maybe seven, something like that. Yeah. And I think it was, I think that's around the, the time frame we, so we traded a horse that we had for a dirt bike and then my brothers and I and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was actually my oldest brother traded his horse, got the dirt bike. And then we just raped and abused that thing for years until I started getting other ones and doing other ones. And it was all downhill from there. Were you sold from day one? It was a two-stroke Kawasaki at the same time. So as soon as you hear that thing, that the you smell gotta of that love mix. The smell and, and the sound of a two-stroke. Yeah, yeah you're hooked. The ring-a-ding. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like riding a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, man. We got so many stories about that bike and all the shit that had happened. And then when you think about it, does it make you smile? It actually it does. You know, I don't smile very often, but we were at a birthday party last night. Um and my two older brothers and I were sitting around talking about it for whatever reason. I don't even know why we got started talking about it. Um, anyway, like it was, it was a good time just remembering all this stupid shit that we had done on it. Like, oh God, my brother, he got, we were flying ass down the road. And my brother, they made a loop at the end of the road where it meets the pavement. And an old farmer with a hay rake, if you ever seen a hay rake, mm-hmm. um, he comes around the corner and they swung it too wide and it got my brother in the knee with the hay rake and ripped his ass off the bike. So they come hauling ass back to the house and they tell some fabricated story to my mother about it. It was a stick that flew up. And then the guy pulls down the road saying he was wanting to check on the kid, you know? So anyway, there was that. And then, um, my littlest, my younger brother, he's younger than I am, uh, went to hop on the back of it when we were taken off. Well, as soon as he goes to put his hand on the back to jump over the back of it, my brother Jason went to take off. So he landed on the tire, straddling a tire, and he gets slung forward, pushed up underneath the fender, and my brother's just giving it all it's got. Like, just hammer time. It's not going anywhere. So you can imagine the damage it done to his his uh, undercarriage there. Hmm. Anyway, off subject, way off subject. That's all right. Uh, if it's beer right now, it's Miller Lite. Whiskey, man, it, it, that's tough. It's usually a rye whiskey or, you know, frick. I, t- 
to be honest, whatever I, somebody hands you is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like I like in my cabinet now. There's Jameson, Crown Apple, um, Angels Envy, and then Maker's Mark. Um, seems like I got some Bullet Bourbon in there. So okay, well let's see. Um, me, I started riding real motorcycles. This excludes mini bikes because that was. <laughs> previous to yeah, this yeah uh, real motorcycle my first rides was a, a honda trail 90 i've told you about that and it was five years old mm. so i've been riding a long time yeah yeah. long time the uh, wheels yes, they were did just have made motorcycles round. back then yeah they just made that round wheel thing still one of my fondest memories of the first time i rode it by myself and i may have told this before but um if you haven't heard it my brother I was too small. Now, the Trail 90 has that step through. Yeah. Now. So, But I was still too physically small to ride it by myself because I couldn't reach the ground. Uh, my brother, who's considerably older, would ride up. They has a little square rack on the back, mm-hmm. and he would put a pillow on there and ride the back. And basically all he did was he was my training wheels. Right. So when my, you went down, he was going to be the guy. He was going to be the guy that uh, would put his foot down and keep me from falling over. He thought it would be a great comical idea to just jump off one day. Shoot. I think and, that's the best way. And just, he said, you're on your own. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, it scared me half to death. And <laughs> I couldn't stop. So I got back to where the camper was, you know, one of these old pickup trucks with a camper on the back. Yeah. And Dad was having a beer, sitting in one of these folding uh, lawn chairs. <laughs> it sounds chairs. like he was trying to attract some weird little kids. Yeah, in his truck with his camper out yeah, there handing the out candy, candy. want to ride the dirt bike yeah <laughs> and uh, he had to come along run alongside i'd slow as i could and he'd run alongside and grab the handlebars yeah. and help me get off and from then i was able to figure out how to ride it without my brother the best part about that was the beating my brother took oh that's oh you, it is always a good warm cuddly <laughs> feeling to see your siblings take a beating for something they deserve. Shoot, you know. deserve or not deserve. Yeah. I think it's just funny. It gives you the warm fuzzies all over. My favorite drink, um, well, I don't drink alcohol. I don't have anything morally against it. I just, it's like coffee with me. I don't like the flavor or the taste of it. Man, this guy is weird. I know. So my favorite drink is a Diet Dr. Pepper. And if you got some cherry, throw in that. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Now, the caveat to that is, I know somebody, and I won't say who, but every now and then they run across an individual that makes up some homemade moonshine. Uh, and yeah. now there was one uh, literally in the mason jars, real deal moonshine, but this moonshine is uh, peach flavored. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I bet you do. So there's that peach I, and so I like it so much. I went to the liquor store once to try to buy it over the counter. It ain't this the peach. same. It's not. I couldn't stand one sip of it. It's gross. It's not the same at all. No. Okay. I think we've got one more question here. This is from Tab, El Paso, Texas. Your ultimate motorcycle trip. You've got the time. You've got the bike. You yeah. uh, have the money. Yeah. One trip of a lifetime. What all are you right. gonna do? Where are you going? What you doing? I've got two of them. Okay. You get two. I get two. Two. Yeah. So I can't remember the cat's name. 
And it actually, it actually does crack me up. I remember seeing in a uh, magazine a long time ago when I was younger, um, a dude who was on a Harley that he called the Pan America. It was a yellow Harley. I think but it, it was, wasn't a Pan America. No, it was like an old. It was like an old Panhead or something. Okay. And he literally had ridden that thing to every single country or something like that, or for sure every continent is what I mean. Every continent in the in the world. Like he'd ship it places, and he'd he'd him and the bike would travel together everywhere, and uh, I don't know how many countries, but I know it was every single continent that he's ridden that motorcycle. So I would say that, or this is one that might be a sore subject with some people, but I want to take a uh, custom built cafe racer, and I want to go to Japan. Oh, I've been to Japan. So yeah. why why was that a sore subject? I mean, just because of everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, Japan's all right. I like that's it. That's what over I there. say. But I'd like to take a custom built cafe racer and go to Japan and just rip that thing. It'd be it'd be great. Mm-hmm. For me, I think um, one of them would be I would like to take a bike and ride through the part of Europe that encompasses Switzerland, Austria, go through the Alps. Yeah, you know. The yeah. back roads and see the castles and, you know, all that stuff. That'd be cool. And then the second one would be here in a, in the United States. I've been almost to every state except Alaska. Uh, I think I would like, to, I mentioned it once before, get on a bike and go visit all these uh, Navy ship museums. State oh, to yeah. state to state. Just because yeah. that, that's something that just happens to personally interest me. So Yeah, I get that. You know. What bike would you be on? Hey, I guarantee you it's not going to be an 03 victory. It would do it, but no, it wouldn't be. No. The bike would be, it would have to be, and a this trike. has a lot a lot to do with either my age and riding abilities now as far as, you know, which is part of the age. Listen, Craig. It would either be a Goldwing, but the uh, F6B, yeah. I don't like all of the Goldwing luggage stuff. Yeah. But for comfort wise, how in the hell are you going to beat that? I figured you were going to say a Polaris slingshot. No. <laughs> I was going to have to, the other have to one, slowly break it to you that that's not a motorcycle. Such a dick. Um, it would probably be an Indian Challenger. What did you the just wa- say? The water-cooled one. Do you not remember yourself saying that it was the ugliest thing ever when it first no, came out? That's, you're, not thinking, you're not thinking of the right bike. You're thinking the Challenger of- that's a ripoff of the Harley Road Glide? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of the right bike. Okay. I thought you were talking about the... With the, the one big, weird, single headlight thing it's got going on. I kind of like it. I you, like the looks of you it. You would. You would. Except for that it's water cool. I don't like that. But you're talking about comfort and for a yeah. specific ride. Craig says, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Where's your other beer? I'm, I'm revoking your second beer. Oh, um, shit. Nah, cool questions. Um, I think my favorite one was, what's your favorite drink? All I can say is, what you drinking? Hey, that's where you go, hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? Sup? What you need to drink? You're fixing to get yourself in a lot of trouble when you Shit, get home. man, I stay in trouble. All right, really well, do. if you're going to be in trouble, might as well be for something. Might as well have fun with it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have anything else to add other than you want to go home and take a nap? Nah, I'm all napped out. I got time for naps right Still now. Still got a hangover? Nah, no way. <laughs> Are things nah. slowing down at the shop? No, it's speeding up actually. 
and it's people just got a ride. Yeah, it, I mean it's that, and it, it's just it's just a lot this time of year. Like I don't know, I don't know why every single year I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But I know it's with coaching football. It's just the demand increases, and my time is reduced to a degree because you're having to do the other yeah so my time is reduced but basically the only thing that's reduced is my hours that i'm open during normal business hours you know like eight to five so you got to make up for it somewhere that means you come back after hours and i come in usually five no later than six in the morning i rode past your place yesterday and the only reason i knew that the place was open and you were working is because your truck was there yeah. You had all the doors shut. None yeah. of the bikes are, were laid out. Yeah. Well, it was like a ghost town, but your truck was there. So yeah. I know you didn't just walk home. No, no, goodness, no. I was open, honestly. Yesterday was, let's see, yesterday was Saturday. I was, I was open all day, normal business hours there, 8 to 5. Um, but during the week, so my schedule, my, my timeline looks like Monday, at some point in time, I'll have football practice, and then I go to the shop. Or try to get anything done at my house. Tuesday, um, no later than 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm there at the shop. I work till 2, go to football practice. Then I have a youth football practice after that. So then I'm done about 9, 9.30, get back to the house, get cleaned up, you know, 11, 11.30 at night. Wednesday, 5, 5 to 2, 6 to 2 at the latest. Football practice, go back to the shop. Midnight one, go home. It's like a dog chasing his tail. Yeah, it's constant, but I'm not yeah. going to piss and moan. It's just just what has to be done, so yeah, it is what it is. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, if you have some more uh, questions that you want answered, well, heck, just send us an email and, and yeah. we'll do it. Send I some, like doing those. Yeah, send some good ones in, something that we we can get a shit on and, and talk on. And talk shit about. Yeah, yeah, just make anything you cuss. Else. Yeah. Exactly. And not necessarily even just to you, but like, I want to answer some funny-ass questions. Exactly. Okay, so if you've enjoyed the podcast, consider becoming a member. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Ozark Rides, or you can link to it from ozarkrides.com, and be sure to check out a lot of our rides. We had the pig trail this week. Uh, there are a lot more rides on there. There are more rides in the Ozarks than anywhere else online that you'll find. So we hope that you will check it out. Until then, I hope you have a great couple of weeks and always ride safe and keep it on two wheels.